They say that we are going through a pandemic of loneliness. So maybe you listen to this podcast because you want to take me with you on your jog around the neighborhood. Or maybe you want to take me with you while you're walking your dog. Maybe you're just looking to drown the noise of your children in the background. And if you find that what I say is absolutely boring, then you can listen to this podcast to help you fall asleep. What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope for those that are listening uh, in in the U.S. right now, in the United States, I hope that everyone has had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, For me, it's been um, a little bit more of a more difficult week, I could say. Uh, it's a it's been a little stressful at times and uh, you know there has been a, a few things happening um, behind the scenes um, and some things that have gotten me thinking you know I've had this podcast for now it's been a year actually guys it's been a year since I've started housewives relatable and um, I remember at the very beginning a year ago now my commitment to myself was that I wanted to have a podcast or an outlet where I talked about the show and I got to discuss this with um, some listeners people that are also um, fans of the show and I wanted to offer a safe space for everyone Um, and having the ability to state my opinion without any constraints or without censoring myself and simply just, you know, having the freedom to say um, what I wanted to say without hurting anyone. And I don't necessarily consider uh, a difference of opinion hurting someone. Uh, If you have been a fan of the show, if you have been a fan of this podcast, you know that... um, I may not necessarily agree with the actions of certain housewives, but I always try to relate that information in a respectful way. So I do not find that there is a need for insults or, you know, to call people names. I don't do that. So, you know, it's um, it's very important to me and I want to keep it that way. But at the same time, I want to have the liberty to say what I want to say and um, hopefully you guys are on board with this and I don't expect for everyone to agree with my content. I think that that fosters um, good discussions. Like if you go on my YouTube, under my YouTube videos, you will see that some people follow the podcast but rarely agree with what I say. But as long as you you come in the comments and you state your opinion in a respectful way, Um, your messages will stay on YouTube as I don't believe in deleting a message if you're simply stating your opinion. However, if you are coming with nasty words or accusations or if you're trying to belittle the work that I'm doing, I, for myself, I don't have time for that type of energy. So if you see that your comment is no longer appearing under the platform, just rest assured that it has been removed by me. So I just thought that I would come in and say this. Now we have a few housewives keeping item to cover. So let's jump right in. Actually, before we jump right into it, um, I have to actually make um, a mention of this because I find that at the end of each episode, I do not always explain how things work, uh, especially for the people that are new to the podcast. So my podcast is um, launched on Podbean 
but you can listen to it wherever you like to listen to wherever you like to listen to your podcast. So that means you can listen to me on iHeartRadio, radio on Listen Notes, on Amazon Music, on Google, on Apple Podcast. It is also available on Spotify, although I am never able to find my podcast on Spotify. And um, what you see on YouTube is simply a small extract excerpts of my podcast okay so the full podcast is always available on podbean or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and um, i will always post a small snippet of that um, podcast on youtube so um i do not do any youtube live videos i do not come on camera uh, I know a lot of people have asked me this. Uh, they came into my DM and asked why I don't do lives. And uh, the reason for this, guys, is because for me, um, it's not that I find that I don't have, like what I'm saying is not important enough to be on camera, but to a certain extent, I do feel that way. Uh, I'm, I'm here to talk about the show. I'm here to talk about the housewives. Uh, I'm not curing any illnesses here. Um, I don't feel like there is a need for me to come on camera and discuss these things. Um, it's truly just for your own and pure entertainment while you're at home. Maybe if you're cleaning the house or maybe if you are jogging or walking outside and you just want to have some company and um, listen to someone else's outlook on the show, then um this is the reason why I do mostly um, video or um, audio recordings. Excuse me. So um, what I release on YouTube is usually just a small portion of my podcast. And I strongly encourage everyone to not only stay on YouTube, but to come and follow me on my Podbean or follow me on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen to your podcast. Once again, I also have a Substack where I will release um, my YouTube videos and also provide a little bit more insight. And whenever I feel like writing something that I don't necessarily want to put into uh, an audio form, um, that's like another outlet that I have is my writing on my Substack. So um, my Substack is housewives.com. I'm sorry, housewivesrelatable.substack.com. So that is where you can find me on Substack. So housewivesrelatable.substack.com. So now for real, for real, let's dive into it. So I just wanted to provide you all with an update on Siggy Flicker. So I don't know if you guys have been missing Siggy, but I was recently online on Twitter and I, I had seen that Siggy is, um, well, she was sharing, I believe it was last week already. Um, she was sharing this petition that is circulating online and the caption was, please sign and share these two non-educated women who were thought to hate by their father need to live in g-a-z-a i'm not going to say the word because of the algorithm and start a housewives of g-a-z-a series let's see how long they run to tel aviv and then she is sharing this petition um, against uh, bella and Gigi adid and uh, apparently or allegedly they have um, spread some hateful speech that incites division so there is uh, currently a petition circulating online and currently um, it has already reached approximately 14,000 signatures so I just thought I would give you the information when it came to that um, the post is still available under Siggy Flicker's Twitter account so if you want to go and check for yourself uh, about the details of that petition and what happened I'm not going to cover everything in details here because I've said this to you guys multiple times the the purpose of this podcast or the point of me bringing this up like bringing this to you is not to discuss these issues um, very important issues at that 
I just don't believe that this is the platform to do so. But I just thought I would provide you with an update when it comes to Siggy Flaker and uh, the Hadid sisters. So Kim D and Dana Wilkie recently had an interview alive on YouTube on Monday. And um, there were a few things that were quite revealing in that interview that they did together that I did not know about. So the interview is still available on YouTube and I just want to bring up for those who have not listened to the interview and I think it happens fairly quickly at the beginning of the video. So, um, you know, there's like a lot of talk. There has been a lot of talk between um, well, not necessarily between Jackie and Teresa, but surrounding the newfound friendship between Jackie Goldschneider and Teresa Judice. And some people are saying that it's fake. Other people are saying that it's for real. Some other people are saying that they're being cautious regarding the whole thing. I even remember the real Andy of Beverly Hills. He was on Teresa's podcast with Melissa Feaster a few episodes back. And um, he, he was like um, featured as a guest at the end of their podcast. And he said that um, him and his community, like the people that listen to his show, they are a little bit um, worried for Teresa and that they are hoping that Jackie's intentions um, towards Teresa are genuine. So, um, you know, he also said something to the effect that they will be Jack, they will be watching Jackie Goldschneider very closely to ensure that, you know, they are, that she is, um, treating their queen um, the way that she deserves to be treated, kind of thing, right? So, anyways, um, one thing that I did not know about that was dropped during the Kim D and Dana Wilkie's interview is that allegedly, allegedly at some point in time when Miss Jackie Goldschneider did not see eye to eye with Teresa, that was probably, if I had to take an educated guess, probably circa when Teresa started spreading those rumors about Jackie. So apparently, Jackie Goldschneider had Vanessa Riser and Vanessa Moreto at her house, probably to discuss Teresa and Louis. I thought that this was very interesting. And I'm wondering who has been spilling this rumor and how come we had no knowledge of that um, last season or seasons prior to. I find that very interesting. And if I had to take an educated guess, it probably comes from, and this is just my opinion, probably comes from someone who is close to Margaret. But I find that very interesting that Jackie would, first of all, how do you contact Vanessa Riser, whom you have no relationship with, or Vanessa Moreto, and say, hey, do you want to come to my house and talk about your ex? So <laughs> I just wonder, how did that take place? How did that happen? And um, I don't know if I, under um, if I understood this correctly, but did she have them both at the same time at her house or separately? And I wonder, what did they say? What did they say to Jackie about Louie and about Teresa? You see, that's funny to me because, it, you know, it is and it isn't. I think that when it comes to the game of Housewives and reality TV, people will do each other dirty from time to time and try to uncover some secrets about you. I think it's kind of like part of the whole game. Uh, now, hiring a private investigator is a different thing, but I think that people will bring people from your past to just try to talk about you. That I could see, right? But to be honest with you guys, I did not think that Jackie Goldschneider had it in her to do that. I didn't think that she had, you know, like, I don't know, enough like guts to like call Vanessa Reiser or Vanessa Moreto and say, you want to come for tea and spill the tea on Louie and Teresa. So clearly, 
Jackie was looking for some type of ammunition and who knows what was disclosed during that little meeting at Jackie's house. I'm looking forward to learn a little bit more about that. And, you know, at some point in time, there was some talk around, you know, I don't really like to throw the word narcissist out there because I find that it's a term that is really overused. And then sometimes it, it almost like, it almost makes the whole term cheap and you're not sure like, well, am I a narcissist? Are you a narcissist? Is everyone a narcissist kind of thing? But you know, when there was like this rumor about Jackie and Jackie's sister, and I'm not saying that the rumor is true or not, right? But uh, apparently, like, I don't know where I saw this online, but there was a statement made by her sister uh, saying that Jackie was a narcissist and that she was really into herself. I'm like paraphrasing here. And uh, that basically she will do anything to be the center of attention. And I thought that that was very interesting because on the show, they don't necessarily portray her to be that way. She's just like, you know, this lawyer with five degrees and this writer. And now she has a book and she's a very accomplished woman. But little by little, we have seen... um, little traits of Jackie's personality throughout the years, maybe not the first or second season, but definitely by the third, you could see that Jackie definitely has some of those traits where it's like, look at me, look at me sort of thing. So I don't know, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out next season. But one thing that I will say in my humble opinion, and I have shared this with you guys, um, I do not believe that this whole friendship thing is genuine. I believe that there's an agenda for the both of them. I don't believe that Jackie is being sincere towards Teresa. At this point, she has said too many things about the woman to really care deeply for her like that. That's just my opinion, guys. I can be wrong. And um, historically, I also know that Teresa, just from observing her throughout the years, does not forgive easily, especially after what Jackie said about Gia, right? And I don't know, Jackie would be, she would be a little naive to believe that Teresa has forgotten that. I know I have said this so many times on this podcast and people will say to me, well, you know, people move on. I know people move on. I'm just saying that I'm not sure that Teresa does. That's what I'm saying. And in that instance, I don't think she would have been wrong either. Jackie did make an analogy about Gia that was completely unnecessary. And I just don't believe that Teresa has forgotten that. And I will tell you what I think my my take on that is. And I've seen it done before on the show. I think that Teresa sees that Jackie is desperate to gain her full-time position back on the show. I think that Teresa is very well aware of that. And Teresa is at odds with Melissa and Teresa is at odds with Margaret. So Teresa right now, in my opinion, because this is convenient for her, is welcoming Jackie with open arms. But at the same time, in my opinion, guys, what I think Teresa is doing, I think that she is purposely isolating Jackie from the rest of the group. So by, you know, by them like being seen together and talking so nice about each other and just like going to each other, uh, each other's Thanksgiving parties and holding hands and acting like they're just like, you know, bosom buddies and that kind of stuff. That's enough for Margaret and for Melissa who are watching from the sidelines to just be like, this is just too much for us. We can't, right? And now like we're done with Jackie. We don't even want her back because the fact that she's willing to cross over like that without any integrity, as if she didn't have all of these problems with Teresa, 
uh, it's kind of nauseating, right? So in my opinion, Teresa is purposely isolating Jackie from the rest of the group. And then once Jackie feels that she is completely secure and that she has this strong relationship with Teresa, Teresa will say, bye-bye, remember what you did to my daughter? Do you remember what you said? I have no use for you. And now you have no team to play for. Nobody wants to play in the sandbox with you anymore. You're on your own. Goodbye. And I think she'll be done at that point. And if you guys don't believe me, it's just my theory, guys. But just look at the pattern here. Teresa has done exactly, exactly this to her cousin. You know, everything was fine at some point in time. She was just like, oh, everything is great. But then she came back from prison and then she did not speak to them. And she made an alliance with her brother and Melissa and said, you guys, if you want to have a relationship with me, you better stick by me and not give those guys that much attention. And then Joe went to the meeting with his sister to talk to Kathy and Rosie. And that was the last time that we have seen them on our screens. And I believe that the, she did the exact same thing to Kim D. You know, Kim D will say it. In fact, she has said it over and over. When she didn't have any use for her anymore, she said, you know what? I don't need to be seen with you and you're going to be on your own and you're not going to have a team um, or anyone to film with because you kind of have like this uh, destruct, you have uh, destroyed, I'm sorry, all of these relationships around you. So that's really what I believe that she's doing right now. Because let's let's be honest here, Jen Jen Aiden she's really for Teresa. That's who she's protecting. Dolores she is not really Jackie's friend. In my eyes, in earlier seasons, I didn't see Dolores really liking Jackie that much. They could say whatever they want to say and be like, "We're good now, we're good now." But I don't really believe that Dolores protects Jackie like that. I think that Dolores is kind of annoyed by her and will protect Teresa at all costs. So now, if Jackie is isolating herself from Melissa and isolating herself from Margaret, um, chances are Rachel Fuda will probably not have Jackie's back either. So at the end of the day, I think Jackie is putting herself in a very sticky situation with Teresa. And it would be interesting to see how it all plays out next season. Another thing that I... Um, thought was um, interesting. At some point in time, do you guys remember at the end of last season when uh, uh, Melissa shared the text messages from Jacqueline Lorita to Jackie Goldschneider and what Jacqueline Lorita had to say about Teresa to Jackie Goldschneider? Well, Melissa read a little extract of that on TV. But if you went to the blogs or if you went on social media, there were more text messages between um, Jackie Goldschneider and between Jackie, uh, Jacqueline Lorita. And one of those, in one of those messages, Jackie even texted, I believe it was to Jacqueline Lorita, that she thought deep down in, um, inside that Teresa was low-key, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say the word because, you know, with everything that is going on right now in the world and the war and all of that, I don't even want to put that out there. But this is something that and I'm not saying that I believe that about Teresa. I do not believe that Teresa is that whatsoever. But Jackie did. And she called uh, Teresa a horrible name, a horrible uh, label actually that could be career ending and if you are looking for a hint just think of what Siggy called Margaret in uh, Italy and you will know what I'm talking about so how do you go from thinking that Teresa is low-key this label to now being her best friend Think about that a little bit, guys, and let me know in the comments what you think. Do you think that the relationship between Jackie Goldschneider and Teresa Judice is a real one? Now I'm starting to wonder if Jackie Goldschneider was the one who 
introduced Vanessa Moreto to David Principe. Do you remember Dolores' ex-boyfriend? Apparently, Vanessa Moreto and David got introduced through a mutual friend. So I'm wondering if the mutual friend might have been Jackie Goldschneider. I don't know. Just a tell. Just a Another thing that I thought was very interesting uh, during the live interview um, between Dana and Kim D is that Dana brought up again the deleted video from the emergency podcast between Melissa Feaster and Teresa Judice. And basically um, what she said in her live was that, you know, her and Kim were spe speculating as to why the video was taken down by Melissa and Teresa. And um, Dana and Kim D proceeded to say that they think that Tamara got upset and called, made a call to Andy Cohen to have the video taken taken down the the episode from the the podcast because um, Teresa was insulting Tamara in the um, on the episode, and she was also insulting Margaret. So. Dana and Kim D, well, maybe not so much Kim D, but Dana for sure seems to think that um, Tamara Judge has a lot of pull when it comes to uh, Andy Cohen and that she, like that Andy tends to listen to Tamara a lot. So that's an interesting theory. However, for my part, I don't really think that that's the reason why the video or the podcast was taken down. Um you know, it, we really have to try to think about this like a little bit more thoroughly, I think. And for instance, we have Tamara that called Teresa horrible names as well on her own podcast, right? She did say go to jail or, or um, what was it again? It was like not today, ding dong, not today, a jailbird or something around those lines. And then she kept on going in. So I feel like if that episode was not taken down and Tamara was allowed to say all of these things um, against Teresa, I don't see Teresa backing down on this one and saying, oh, I'm going to take my, my um, audio down because I insulted Tamara and I insulted Margaret, right? I think that Teresa, at this point, after 14 seasons, she is not she's not this dumb girl i know everybody likes to pretend like Teresa is dumb she is not dumb she knows what she's doing when it comes to the game so Teresa, if she had any indication that she that andy would give her a call to ask her to take that episode down she would have never released that episode in the first place. That's my opinion. I really think that Teresa, when it comes to Andy and when it comes to following the rules, she tries to follow the rules as much as possible when it comes to like, you know, not discussing this or not discussing that. Like even um, on her own podcast, when people are coming on and just like fans of the show and they try to have Teresa talk about um, something that she's not supposed to talk about, she's usually like, oh, you know what? You just have to wait. You just have to wait and watch the season to see, right? So I don't feel it like that's the reason why they took it down. I really think that this has to do with Louie. I think it has to do with the fight between Melissa Feaster and Louis at BravoCon. And I think that maybe somebody might have, I don't know if it's a video, I don't know if it's an audio, but it's very possible that after they did the podcast and released the episode onto YouTube, maybe they were made aware by somebody I don't know who that person is, but maybe someone has actual evidence of that altercation and probably said to them, well, you know what, you better take that down because we have it on video or we have it on audio, right? Because to me, um, the whole point of that podcast was um, that deleted episode. It was to clarify that nothing happened between 
Louis and Melissa Feaster at BravoCon in terms of an altercation. And then less than 24 hours later, the video was taken down. I really don't think it has to do with Teresa calling Margaret a trout mouth or calling all of those names, um, calling Tamara all of those names. You know, like they both say things about each other. It would have not been the first time. I don't think that that's the reason why the episode was um, deleted. But I'm sure we'll hear more on that later on. Now, another thing that I thought was very interesting is that Dana said um, recently that, um, you know, she's kind of like speculating on a lot of things. And um, she was talking to Kim D during that live and, sh and they were both saying, oh, you know, um, there was a little bit more cl clarity as to what took place at BravoCon between Melissa Feaster and Louis. And um, what's funny is that we did not know all of these details prior to, but it seems like Dana has been talking to somebody because at the end of the day, she said that Melissa Feaster was feeling some sort of way um, because apparently Louis was was uh, telling Melissa to step out of a picture because people were really coming to see Teresa that Teresa you know she is uh, the queen bee and that's the reason why there's this big lineup and Melissa should just kind of like step away a little bit and just let Teresa have her moment and then apparently according to Dana Melissa was upset about that because she's like well the podcast you know it's namaste bitches I'm part of the podcast let's be honest she probably does a lot of the work because she also has another podcast as well so if there's one person that knows how it works it's probably Melissa Feaster and uh it's a lot of work guys you know the editing and like having to come up with content and to entertain people so maybe you know not maybe actually melissa she deserves equal recognition and it's not like the name of the podcast is you know come talk to Teresa judice it's namaste bitches and they're both doing the podcast together so i could understand if that that was the reason why uh, she got upset at louis i could understand why she would feel a little bit disrespected when it comes to that but um Another thing that I thought was really interesting is that um, that wasn't on the live. That was in Dana's Patreon. And I'm not going to play the recording for you guys because, you know, that's her stuff. But she did say that um, she messaged Melissa Feaster to wish her happy holiday and that Melissa Feaster did not respond. So um, she also said that this is kind of unusual for her. So I'm assuming that between the both of them, Melissa Feaster tends to respond back to Dana quite quickly. But at the time that Dana had released her podcast on Tuesday, uh, she had not heard back from Melissa Feaster. So now I'm wondering if Melissa is, and this is just my opinion, guys, but uh, remember what I said a few episodes ago about the whole thing when it came to Sofia Vergara and then Dana was talking in her podcast about Melissa Feaster not feeling appreciated by Teresa because Teresa uh, was expecting for Melissa to move her schedule around for her and you know she was giving her like kind of like a hard time so I told you guys before that I felt like Dana and Melissa were friends which is not a secret or not a big deal but maybe Melissa wasn't expecting for Dana to talk about this in her Patreon right so it's possible that Melissa is treading lightly because she doesn't want some information to come out, right? Let me know, guys, what you think when it comes to all of this in the comment, because I would be curious to know what you guys think. Another thing that I wanted to bring up to your attention, guys, um, on that subject, and then we're going to move on. Um, Dana talked about um you know because of the whole situation with the podcast the deleted episode that that was probably the reason why um louis had not come on to explain his side of um 
of the deal with Vanessa Riser. And then after that, she went on to say that, you know, maybe he was advised by his lawyer not to talk about it now for whatever reason, right? So I don't know, I was on the internet and uh, I can't remember where I got it from, but I think it was this girl online. I can't remember her name, but the information that she shared, which I did not know, I have no knowledge of that, but I just thought that I would bring that to your attention, guys. Um, again, this is not coming from me. It's coming from somebody online. I don't know what their name is, but they seem to be in the know when it comes to that situation. So apparently, apparently, Bo Dito has been called as a witness. Okay, all I'm going to say allegedly. Bodito has been called as a witness in the case of the temporary restraining order. Um, no, I'm sorry, not in the case of the temporary restraining order. It's uh, in in re, in relations to um, you know that girl that pretended to be a patient of Vanessa Riser. So I think that girl's name, I can't remember. It's like Eileen. I, I don't even know if that's her real name. Eileen Boxer or something around those lines. So apparently, um, I don't know if you guys remember the story, but the check bounced or the credit card didn't go through. So technically, you know, she still owes money to Vanessa Riser. And I guess Vanessa Riser is trying to collect her dues because, you know, she did perform, like she did perform the service or do the therapy on her. So at the end of the day, she deserves to get paid for her time, right? So apparently, um, according to this person online, um, Bodido has been called as a witness and uh, he is to appear uh, because apparently the court has found that there was some validity or some sort of connection between the two, between Bo and that Ellen, Eileen Boxer or Elaine Boxer person, right? So I thought that that was very interesting because according to what that person is saying online, that is most likely the reason why R Louis Ruelas has not uh, talked on the matter when it comes to the whole thing with Vanessa Riser, because at this point of the game, Bodidol is Louis's friend. So he probably doesn't want to say anything that could potentially jeopardize Bo Dido, uh testimony as a witness, right? So um, one thing that I did find online that I wanted to share with you guys, just give me a second. I'll just pull up the article. Okay, so I have the article right here, and uh, this is what it says. Uh, the article is from Vanessa Riser's lawyer, Dog Anton, and this is what Dog had to say. If Mr. Ruelas is a man's man, as I imagine him to be, he'll fall on his personal sword, save his body's popularity as a non-public investigator, defend this younger feminine worker from having her credibility destroyed, and admit he did this. Give an uh, give a authorized non-harassing cause. Why and have his lawyer talk to my workplace? Um, I'll then talk about it with my consumer and whether it is affordable and he or she feels snug, snug, sufficient with the rationale to allay her fears from this harassment and intimidation, even when she doesn't like that he did it. I'll advocate that she dismisses the TRO and this matter can conclude peacefully for all events. Okay, so what does that mean in lay terms, guys? Because that was a lot. Uh, so basically what that means is that if Louis is a strong and honorable person, he'll take responsibility for his actions and he, protect, he will protect his friend's reputation as a private investigator and defend the credibility of the young female employee IA, IE, Elaine Boxer. He should admit that he did provide a legitimate and non-harassing explanation through his lawyer. And then the lawyer, Dog Anton, will discuss this with Vanessa. And if Vanessa finds the explanation reasonable and feels comfortable enough to alleviate her fears of harassment and intimidation, 
even if she does not like what Louis did, she will, the lawyer, Dog and Ton, I'm sorry, will recommend that the case gets dismissed, uh, the TRO, the temporary restraining order, and settle this matter peacefully for everyone involved. So that that was what that meant in lay terms. And I thought that that was interesting. Let me know in the comments, guys, what you think. Do you think that the theory out there is true that Bodidol is set to testify as a witness in that particular case? Let me know. Okay, guys. So I thought I would just um, take a turn here and just... Um, discuss a little bit the Real Housewives of Atlanta because uh, last week we talked about Nene Leakes and uh, a possible return in um, like on the show so she's definitely traveling right now with Portia and Cynthia Bailey I believe they are in Dubai so things look on the up and up for Nene Leakes. Now um the reason why I wanted to talk about Atlanta, um, nothing in Atlanta in particular, nothing about the previous season. I just wanted to go back um, a few seasons ago when Nini was still on the show, when Kenya was on the show. I believe this was season six, okay? And the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about this is because, um, you know, right now there's a lot of talk about um, Puff daddy or sean combs or uh p diddy this music mogul and uh for those of you who are already well versed in you know the hip-hop industry music industry or all of that jazz you already know this okay um but how, i cannot assume that everybody knows uh about what is going on so i have no intention of talking about puff daddy if you want to know what's going on with him you can just google the whole case situation you know that he is in a lot of hot waters right now uh and people are definitely coming out to um talk about the horrible person that he is so um what i'm gonna say though is um for those of you who do not know about this i'm just gonna take you all the way back to season six of the real housewives of atlanta and the reason for this guys is because there has been a rumor in the industry in the music industry for quite some times again if you are a hip-hop fan or an r&b fan or you know if you are really well versed in the music industry kind of thing you have heard of this rumor but in light of everything that has transpired with um puff daddy or p diddy right I decided to go back and rewatch an episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, uh, of Atlanta, I'm sorry. So then, I don't know if you guys recall, um, Cynthia was married to Peter and they had this uh, bar, I can't remember the name of the bar, maybe it was bar one, and then there's a girl that walked in with a guy and that girl was Natalie and that guy was Christopher. So then they started talking and they sit down and they talk about Todd. They talk about, you know, Todd being with Candy and that he was kind of an opportunist. Well, it's mostly the girl talking about that, right? And she really didn't have a reason to talk about Todd like that. It's almost as if like, you know, she came out, she came into the scene and she's just like, I'm going to talk about Todd. Okay, no problem. So then Cynthia related that information back to the ladies. Remember, they went to like a wine tour and then they started talking about that. And then the girl, Natalie, was at the wine tour as well. And uh, Kenya was being so shady towards her. Like even before that Natalie girl came, Kenya was in the bus with Nini and the other ladies. And she was making all sorts of faces about that girl, Natalie, right? And back then I didn't really understand why. But basically 
Kenya's uh, whole shtick was she is not married to that guy, Christopher. She is just his girlfriend. She is just his common law wife. And she just kept on going on with that story, right? So anyways, the, the, the women, they went at it for a little bit at the wine tasting. And then after that, they had pillow talk, right? Remember Pillow Talk with Apollo, Apollo getting all physical with Brandon and all of that? I'm getting to that, guys, right? So fast forward to Pillow Talk night. Nini's aggravated. Nini's walking across the room and everybody's coming up with some shady questions, right? It's like, oh, read a card. And at, at first it starts like, oh, how do you like to get intimate? Do you like it rough or do you like it soft or that kind of stuff, right? But then the questions get shadier and shadier. And then there's this question about, oh, do you like your man to kind of dip in the other pool kind of thing, right? It wasn't said in that way, but it was definitely the question, right? So do are you okay if your man wants to kind of like be with you like team girls, but he also wants to be team guys once in a while, right? Something like that. And I was wondering, that is a weird question to ask uh, at a party, right? Why would you want to know that? It did not make sense to me back then. I thought that, oh, maybe it's just like production trying to get like a reaction out of people. But it's like pretty much everyone is married here. Everybody's like couple, you know, and it's okay if people want to, you know, play for this team, that team doesn't really matter. But it just seemed like it was a planted question. And at the time, I did not realize what I'm realizing today. So I'm getting there, guys. Okay. So then um, Portia responded back to that question and she was just like, no, you know, I just want my man to be all about team Portia. So if he's with me, he, he needs to just be with me and nobody else, right? No other female, no other male. That's what she responded. And then um, Natalie, um, she was invited at that pillow talk thing. And there was a question for her, or maybe it wasn't for her. It was about like the whole Apollo spending $8,000 in the strip club. And he was saying, it's my money. It's my money. I can do whatever I want, right? You want to buy a Louis Vuitton purse? Well, that's fine. You know, that's about the same amount of money. Like, I just want to spend my money at this strip club kind of thing, right? So then Natalie interjected. Natalie, that girl, with that guy, Christopher. And... Uh, she said, oh, you know, I dance for him all the time or, you know, like something around those, li those lines, kind of like I'm open like that, like it's not that big of a, uh, of a deal kind of thing, right? And then Kenya is seen in her confessional. She makes a comment about Natalie saying that she dances for Christopher uh, Williams every night or something around those lines. And Kenya says... Oh, yeah. Does she tuck it in? That's what she says. Does she tuck it in? Um, like when she dances for him. And then Kenya says, because she definitely looks like a man. That's what she said, right? Which I don't believe it's true. Like, I think Nat Natalie looks like a woman or whatever. And I thought that that was like a very mean comment coming from Kenya. And I didn't understand all the shade back then. I was like, wow, Kenya can be shady, but why is she being particularly mean to that girl? Right? I was like, it seemed a little uncalled for. Now, guys, now I think I know why they were doing or making all of these innuendos back then in that episode is because the rumor has it okay so it's a rumor so i'm gonna say allegedly and it's been out there i'm not starting anything new if you just go and you type in google on youtube what happened between puff daddy and christopher williams something will come up okay so the rumor has it that puff daddy was in his office because you know he's running his uh, record label 
And I have to say, guys, maybe I didn't mention this. Christopher Williams back then, back in the days, he was the man. Okay. Um, on the show, he was with Natalie, but this guy has been like with some of the most beautiful women in the world. Okay. He was with Halle Berry at some point. He was with Stacey Dash, you know, the girl from Clueless with the braids and all of that. So anyways, and that guy, like he might've looked different on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but back in the days, he was a stud, okay? The women, they wanted him. He had the voice, he had the body, he had the face, right? So anyways, that guy, apparently, you know, he, he has struggled a little bit in his life too. And um, I think the rumor has it that he had some struggles with drug addiction. So and he was released from like a, a label at some point in time so his career was on the down 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 right so the rumor is at some point in time christopher williams walked into uh puff daddy's office and told him that he needs to have a record deal he needs to eat he needs some money that you know he is down and out that no one will sign him and he needs help right and apparently, Puff Daddy said to him, okay, well, you know, a favor for a favor, right? And you can't imagine what kind of favor it was. So apparently, Christopher Williams consented to that favor. And the rumor has it that they were caught in Puff Daddy's office while Christopher Williams was getting busy with him. Okay? So, an employee of the record label opened the door and saw them. And apparently, I don't know if the employee quit or if she was fired. But... There was a witness and this has been going on for years like this rumor people have been saying this for years i'm not the one to bring it up like bring it out there it's been out there for a while but i just thought that i would connect that situation to the show because that's what i do i talk about housewives i don't talk about puff daddy like that or i don't talk about the other stuff right but now I was thinking, oh my gosh, in light of everything that has happened uh, recently in the news with Puff Daddy, I wanted to watch that show again, that particular episode. And I'm telling you guys, it's worth it. I watched it with a brand new set of eyes because back then I did not understand all of the innuendos between uh, like surrounding Christopher Williams. But Kenya was definitely coming out like in a very aggressive way towards Chris and Natalie and all of these kind of like, you know, jokes about, oh, you know, he's kind of on the down low and he's not like, that's, they were probably trying to bring up the rumors to light of what happened years ago between Christopher Williams and Puff Daddy. So, that's all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. And as always, guys, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao.